Shalom Aleichem, good Shabbos, how you doing all my mishpoche? Happy Friday, the weekend is here, we get to relax, but better yet, you get to relax while listening to some philosophy and how to improve your life. Let's go. Folks, before I jump in, this is some Eckhart Tolle Fakakta right here, but not bad Fakakta, this is the Eckhart Tolle shit that I love. Shall I just jump right in? I'm going to first... So this was on TikTok. And I found out a fantastic TikTok account called like Voice of Purpose or something. Yeah. Just all these meditations. This one is got to be straight from Eckhart Tolle's book. It is just amazing. And I'm going to read it to you because I wrote down everything they said in the video. It's And it was through this this like old voice that's very, very meditative, very mon- monotone and keeps you very relaxed. Here we go. Your thoughts aren't coming from you. You aren't the one thinking these thoughts. How can it be you if you are the one aware of them? (laughs) I know it feels like you because these thoughts have your voice, but you cannot be something you can observe. If you were truly your thoughts, why would you continue to think negative about yourself? Because my life sucks and you don't get it. Who is aware of your life right now? Of course you. So how can the one being aware be the one suffering too? You are the awareness of every little thing going on. This is something aware of your thoughts. If there wasn't, they wouldn't exist. Remember, there is something aware of your thoughts right now. And if there wasn't, your thoughts wouldn't exist. You are aware of yourself listening to this. You versus yourself are not the same because you are also aware of being aware. Reminds me of the the signpost concept I heard totally, which I'll get to in a second. Once you create a label or a belief, you are no longer truly you and simply the observer of a form constructed by symbols and emotions. You are the deep awareness that cannot be articulated. Yourself is the actualized self with labels, beliefs, definitions, stories, agreements, etc. You are aware of this constructed character's problems. Stop identifying with the character's suffering. Come back to who you truly are. Your essence, true being, your soul, nothingness. To be enlightened is lonely and you have to accept that no one will ever, sorry, that no one will know you are present and at peace except for you. If someone has to explain or prove that they are present and at peace, they aren't truly there in that moment. They're a pain body. Uh, This, by the way, near the end here, I've I've added my own comments. They're a pain body, zombie or parasitic body being controlled in that moment, fighting for identity and survival. So folks, I do want to go over that again in a little more detail, but it's so beautiful. So with further ado. So it starts off, you're not your thoughts. Perfect. Excuse me. And I love that it moves on quick to say, if if we were our thoughts, why do we continue to speak negatively about ourselves if it doesn't feel good? And then I like how it starts to contradict the person making an argument. So people say, you don't get it. My life sucks. This person says, "How, how can the one being aware also be a sufferer? How can you suffer and be the aware person, the observer? I love that. Uh, 
if something wasn't aware of your thoughts, they wouldn't exist. I love this. Like, let that sink in, people. If something was not aware of your thoughts, if there was no such thing as awareness, thoughts would not exist. Thoughts can only exist when something labels them and is aware of it. So you are the observer. You are not your thoughts, okay? Those have just been projected onto you by beliefs by caregivers. You are not those thoughts, so let it go. Don't identify with that because identity, and this is my own, these are my comments here. Like this is what Eckhart Tolle taught me is your identity is just like, aka the ego. Um, one second, one second. I'm starting to ramble. I have to stop myself. You, an identity is the ego wanting to feel alive. Because if the ego had nothing to identify with, it would die. Because the ego only clings on to things. Okay? That's actually why the entire world is created and constructed. You gotta understand, is so that we have a way of feeling alive. Um, if not, nothing would exist. Without existence, there's no life, right? Because, again, this is a construct. Like, even every single word I tell you, we have emotions behind it and beliefs behind them. So when I say that without these constructs, there would be no life, we wouldn't live. Well, you're thinking, like, Zev, that makes no sense because, like, we are alive. But it's because we're so, so deeply, deeply ingrained in these beliefs of, like, living is a thing. Nothing exists, people. It's all smoke and mirrors. And remember, we have such an innate will to live that we will literally create stories out of nothing to feel alive. Because cells split, right? That's, in essence, why we are alive. Cells split, and then when cells start to die off faster than they reproduce, we biodegrade and our, our body stops working. Because of this... The cells, I know this sounds mashuga, but the cells that are splitting in our bodies have at some point literally created brains that are wired to do things to keep us alive. And for some, like animals or insects, it's literally to go find food because of hormones, right? Our bodies created hormones so we can survive. And then uh, they get food and they live and whatever. They have kids so that their DNA keeps going. Like these are all things, just byproducts of cells splitting. However, humans have gotten so advanced in conscience conscious that we have to go farther than that we have our food and stuff but without naming things we cease to exist which would be completely going against what biology is here for um yeah so i'm gonna get back on track but i just thought if you're wondering how that ties in it's that quote right there something is aware of your thoughts and if there wasn't your thoughts would not exist. That's one of the most powerful lines of this entire thing. Now, I chimed in there and said, reminds me of the signpost concept. I've said this a bunch on the podcast, but I'll say it again in case it's your first time. And if not, this is a good reminder and maybe something new has happened in your life that you can apply this to. Take a park. The park itself cannot express that it's the park unless there's a sign or something on a map. Is that sign or label on the map the park? Absolutely not. We all agree to this. But can you actually tell people where the park is or show them the park without a signpost or photo? No, you can't. You have to name it so people understand what it is. The only way of the park just is. That's the thing. The park just is. When you're in the park, you get what it is. But when you're out of it, you need signposts, labels, pictures, 
constructed things to explain what it is. And those aren't the real part. Those are fake. And this is why when you hear me discuss on the podcast why everything is fake, the only real thing is the unmanifested world, which is the opposite of our manifested physical world. I'll say that again. The only real thing that exists is the unmanifested world, the opposite to our physical manifested constructed world. If you need an example of that, let's take presence. The present moment, right? That concept, that form of the present moment. And again, I'm using signposts. These words are just signposts. They're not actually the present moment. So again, not real. The present moment, awareness, which is awareness is always present. Our body is always present when we can feel something. Go through your senses. Those are present moments when you go through your senses. Uh, And I call it the sixth sense is thought. When you have a thought or a feeling, those are present moments. Those are real. Why? And and we're not the, remember your thoughts, the feelings, those aren't real. Those are constructed by humans. But the present moment, the concept of that moment, whatever that moment may be, present moment's real. It's real. It will and why? This is this is the big conclusion I've been stringing you along for because it is never created and it is never destroyed. I'll say that again. The present moment has never been created and has never been destroyed. The construct has been created and destroyed. Us giving it a name to give the present moment a name is a construct. And that was created and it will be destroyed one day when, you know, all consciousness is gone. Because remember, consciousness is a little different than awareness. You can be aware of your consciousness. That That's deeper. So folks, everything's not real and that's why peace is in the present. That, that's where peace lies. Peace has nothing to do with tangible things. That's why people who think like, when this happens in my life, I'm at peace. No, 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 no. They're not going to be at peace when that happens. We, are always, we can always tap in to the present moment, despite income, family, relationships, health. We'll always be able to tap into the present moment always remember that that's what empowered me when i was in dark dark times and i wish i read this book earlier that's in the present moment is peace always what's up dakota (laughs) um and so so yeah pretty much that's that's why uh in essence um why am i losing my train of thought i remember what i was gonna say Problems are an illusion, as Eckhart Tolle says, because there's a start and an end to a problem, just like good things, a start and an end. We constructed those. So a problem can have a beginning and it can have an end. It can disappear. That's why it's not real. That's why there's no peace there. When you're aware of that construction, that is forever and that's peaceful. And that's why I believe personally, when we die, our soul the essence, whatever you want to call it, that thing that's unmanifested, that's forever, the awareness, we'll just find a new vessel that's been constructed. Because, just like the example I might have mentioned way back, picture a pile of wooden nails that can build a house. Can that pile of wooden nails build a house itself? No. Can a person with the will to build a house build a house just by will itself? No. You need both a person with the will and you need a bunch of nails and wood. You need them together to build a house. They only, they're synergistic. Everything in this world is synergistic. 
piggybacking off that. That's why I believe when we die, our soul, which is like awareness, it's forever, it's, it's, it is the opposite to the tangible. Our soul is the unmanifested. And like yin-yang theory, you need the unmanifested to create the manifested. No different than in yin-yang, you need sunlight to create darkness. You need darkness to even have sunlight. Like They contrast each other. So our soul allows for our meat suit and the electricity to create consciousness. Because remember, consciousness is, in my opinion, not even real either. That's a construct. That's something we can be aware of is me just experiencing. That's something you can be aware of your experiences. Um, that those two together, the, the meat suit, which is the physical and the soul, which is the un, not physical, they work together to create life. That's why when someone dies, that's just, it's no different than the wood and the nails eroding away, but the will to build a house still exists. Even if a house erodes away, someone can still have the will. And so that is still there. That's forever. And they both, uh, like yin yang. That's why, you know, God, people say God created the world. Technically, yes, because God is literally just the unmanifested state. It's not a person. It's not a creator. It's just the unmanifested state. The contrast of God and human created each other. No different than the contrast of darkness and light created each other. God did create the world because the world created God, if that makes sense. Like a yin-yang necklace, okay? Um, that's, that's what that reminds me. It's very, very deep. That's the signpost concept, okay? The signposts. We, we use signposts to explain the thing that can't be explained. And then the thing that can't be explained created the signpost. Like they go, they're synergistic, just like everything in life. And I like this piece here. So like once you create a label, okay, you are no longer truly you. You are now the observer of this form that's been constructed by symbols and emotions. Symbols is in like alphabet. The alphabet are just a bunch of symbols. You've literally just made lines on a piece of paper to create a symbol. And yet we've tied to all these beliefs around them. And so when you see that symbol, immediately you're triggered with this belief of an emotion. When I see that symbol, I feel this. And you've been taught that. These are taught emotions. And so that's what I'm saying is the second we create a label or belief, the instant I open my mouth and speak, now I've become the observer of that. That is not me. We cannot identify with this stuff. You can identify only with the observer behind it, the awareness. This is why Buddhists don't talk. This is why speech alone, like it's egotistical. The second you open your mouth, it is egotistical. Even if you're projecting love, I, I've talked with my friends about this, like Scott, we talk and Capriva, we've talked about this. Why are we even discussing things with each other if it's truly egotistic? But people have stigmatized egotistical, uh, egotisticality uh, or, or just the ego they've stigmatized. Because if I know a buddy of mine loves to talk about this, then I'm truly saying it because I know it will bring them nachis, like joy. And so, yes, it's egotistical, but the ego is that of a loving ego. And so it's okay to be egotistical sometimes. And uh, yeah, that is that is why the second we open our mouth, we are immediately egotistical and we have to be aware of the self-talk. Because remember, the ego is just self-talk. Always remember, when you hear ego, it means self-talk. So anytime someone opens their mouth, be the observer. And that's why I love that. It's such a beautiful quote. And so if you are suffering, that's why I love here, it says, stop identifying with this character suffering. You are just an avatar, like in a video game, an avatar. That's all you are. You're aware of this avatar. You don't identify with it. So uh, come back to who you truly are, the essence, the true being. Okay, that's who you truly are. Come back to it when you start suffering or starting to get wrapped up in a, a moment. You have to then be aware of that moment. Don't get into it. Be Take a step back and be aware of it, like a video game. Also, like, don't forget this. It's, it's so gloomy and dark. When you are enlightened, nobody will know that you're enlightened. So you ha that is truly shedding the ego 
and let it resurrect but it's gonna die again immediately like this is the thing you're gonna constantly kill your ego on a daily basis when you're enlightened and i'm not enlightened like that's why i'm to explain all this is egotistical and and it's not truly getting there uh no matter how present i am because no one knows that i'm at peace except me if you're truly at peace no one you can't tell someone i am enlightened i'm at peace because again some self-talk had to tell you to do that and you're and you're saying yes to it and you're not aware of it uh, yeah, I guess technically speaking, you could be aware of that self-talk, but it's very, it's very hard. Uh, and so, so, so coming back, I don't want to lose you guys. Coming back, it's a lonely path to solitude when you immediately start being the observer, because no one will know you're the observer ever. Even if you say to them, "I am the observer," you, they don't, they don't know that you can only observe that avatar. You can only observe the programming yelling at someone that I'm present. You're not truly present when you're you. When I say you, the avatar is not truly present when they're saying all this. The observer is always present, but the observer has no way to communicate to people. No way to communicate. So like that's, that's what's crazy. And because this is why we're all interconnected. If you think about it, we are all interconnected because we are all, we have the same awareness, but it's our avatars that communicate and they're just trying to survive through tribalism and or or the opposite of they're trying to survive by their ego trying to put someone down to put themselves up above to survive to be the alpha whatever anyways this whole thing i'm i'm so glad that one single tiktok sparked an entire podcast i'm so happy because this oh it has become such a healthy coping mechanism for me it uh, for this body, this meat suit, uh, it drives my brother crazy. It drives a lot of people crazy. And I heard a theory by Eckhart Tolle in his book: when people reject things like this, when they start rejecting things that question their identity, that's the key. Okay, I'll say that again: when people they reject things that question their identity, it's because their self-talk is so scared of death. They're so scared to kill the ego. And that's why they completely shut down and backfire everything a person says when it comes to you are not you. When you tell someone you are not your body, you're not your thoughts, you're not you. Everything you thought about yourself is not you. They go, oh, that means the self-talk goes, that's death. We need to cling to this identity to feel alive and keep reproducing, blah, 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 blah. Everything I just said a few minutes ago. And just remember that. Like, oh, so powerful. Eckhart Tolle is the goat. Literally, like. You'll notice now that I told you that you'll notice anytime someone's identity is questioned, they'll, they'll defend it hard because they're so scared of ego death. <laughs> Ugh, incredible. All right, folks, have a great weekend. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. This was lovely. So much fun for me. I hope it is for you too. And for my great, great, great grandchildren, just please be present, buy assets, not liabilities and eat your protein. <laughs> That's what I tell all my youngsters. See ya. Bye.